Welcome to Positive Productivity, episode 162. The Positive Productivity podcast was created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success. I'm your host, Kim Sutton, and if you're ready, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. I'm thrilled that you're here to join us today, and I'm also thrilled to introduce our guest, Tim C. Starr. Tim is an author, speaker, and mindset missionary, and also the author of My Name is Prosperity. Tim, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. Tim, I'd love it if you could share a little bit about your background and what you do with the listeners. Sure. I am originally from Chicago, born and raised on the South Side, which is a huge blue collar part of not just the city, but the world, really. I mean, basically everybody is is working class. And, and so that's the environment I came out of. Uh, I live in Southern California now. I have been here for 30 years and haven't done blue collar work in a long time, but I still really identify with those people. And I am for various reasons and maybe we'll get into the story a little bit but I'm at this point working with people to help them to to deal with anxieties and stresses of of just the normal stuff of life really um that you know at times I think we all get to a point where we just feel overwhelmed and you you just kind of spiral down sometimes you can't take your eyes off of the, the big black hole that is a, any particular problem and it may be a big problem maybe in the greater scheme of things it might be a small problem so i try to help people learn some techniques to shift their focus away from that lift their eyes up a little bit to where opportunities are and solutions and, and really just kind of overcome the overwhelm and, and learn to breathe again yeah, Tim, I know your story and I would love if you would share a little bit more because I think it's so important that listeners really understand. And I love actually how you say it on your About Me page on your website that you understand what people go through because you are human and you deal with a lot of the same issues and struggles. Would you mind expanding a little bit? Sure. Um I've been doing uh, computer support work for 20 plus years and the whole time, almost without exception, it was as a contractor. So you work for one company, but your services are provided for somebody else. And I spent almost 15 years providing services for the New York Life Insurance Company at their general office here in San Diego. And when I was 54, long story short, I got a phone call from my rep who was in New York and he said, they said to tell you that today's your last day, go home. So there was no severance pay because I didn't work for them. There was no, certainly no gold watch, no pat on the back. Nobody from the company even bothered to, to say, hey, thanks for being here. You know, so I packed up my stuff and, and went home to a wife who incidentally was already unemployed. So I, for various reasons, I didn't work again for the next two years. And Somewhere along the line, I realized that in a conscious way that I didn't go through the depression and the fits of rage or just dark stuff, whatever it might be that the world sort of expects as you're supposed to do, especially at that age and you have your job just yanked out from under you. So when I got consciously aware of that, then I started questioning, well, you know, why didn't this happen to me? And it really, really just boiled down to stuff that I had been consuming since I was a kid that my mother thankfully had turned me on to and, and people, you know, the, the typical 
names that you find on the, the thought leaders lists, you know, Wayne Dyer and Zig Ziglar and some others that, that I really like. Robert Ringer is huge. Uh, Richard Bach, some of his stuff. So uh, all of this stuff I've just been consuming because it was interesting. I really I enjoyed the ideas and and some of it was stuff that rang true for me. And I wanted to, to improve myself, you know, and so I tried to apply things here and there. And, you know, it, some of it stuck apparently because I just didn't see life – the way I was expected to see life, you know, and and it just didn't bother me so much. Um, I didn't feel like, oh, my God, you know, look what they've done to me. And, and now what am I going to do? I didn't go into that sort of panic mode and stuff. So when I pieced that all together, then I thought, you know, I, if I can learn this stuff, other people can learn this stuff. I'm not the first one, but I really would like to see people who come out of the same sort of environment that I came out of pick this stuff up because it really is just shifting how you look at things. You can, and then when I work with people, it's really, we start from the, the, the assumption that what we really want is to be happier today than we were yesterday and a little happier tomorrow than we are today and to keep that momentum going. And, and eventually, you know, your life is just good and it doesn't, nothing else has to change in your, in your world except how you look at it and you can be much happier than you are. Isn't it amazing how easy it's, it's, yeah, it's, you know, it's simple, but it's not easy because we're, we learn forever, you know, to think in a certain way. And, and so you need, you just need, but you need some other input, right? You need, if you just keep going to the TV news and keep hanging out with the same people who do nothing but complain about their jobs and their families and their whatevers, and, and you don't change that input, then nothing is going to change for you. You got to get a new perspective from somewhere. And whether it's from me or from you or wherever it comes from, if, if something resonates with you, you need to dig into that a little bit. And, and cause that's, you could, you crack that door open a little bit and let a little light in and suddenly you go, Oh, this is pretty cool. What else, you know, what else have you got? And, uh, life starts changing. You know, when you learn the stuff, then the, the stuff that used to really get under your skin starts to just not bother you so much. And it's great because you, you just, you find out that you're, you're walking a little, you know, you're standing a little straighter and, and life is just better. You have a, more of a tendency to smile a little. So that's what I'm after. It might surprise you, and I'm sure it will surprise listeners that for, I would have to say the first 30 years of my life, I had a perpetual dark cloud over my head. I mean, I'm not saying I was, you know, the cranky, insert your word here, but somebody would say something nice and I could always find something negative to come back with, a complaint or a gripe. And then I wish, I really wish I could go back and remember the exact date. Actually, I know how I can do it uh, and I'll explain why in a second. No, I'm not a time traveler. I met a chiropractor through a local networking group and I had never been to a chiropractor before. But I had a constant stiff neck, so I went in because he said he could help me with it. And it was our first appointment, and we're now great friends. But during the course of that first appointment, he was having the typical small chat of a first appointment, and he asked me if I had heard of the Law of Attraction, just because we were talking about favorite movies, and I mentioned my favorite movie, and it wasn't The Secret. And he explained the law of attraction to me, and I was so intrigued that I went home, and for the whole rest of that day, I was researching. And the light bulb just went on. 
And what happened was I was married to my ex-husband at the time and it was not, it, it was never really a great relationship. I just had to put it that way. But he came home and was already unhappy about something that I had done or not done during the day, as was typically the case with both of us towards each other. But I looked at him and I smiled and he looked at me and he said, why are you smiling? And I said, because you don't have the ability to make me unhappy anymore. I am the only one who has the ability to control that. That didn't make him happy. And it's going to sound horrible, but that additional unhappiness just made me smile even bigger on the inside. (laughs) But that changed the course of my life forever. And it's only gone up since there. It's so cool is the best word, the most appropriate word, I think. It's just, it's so cool when you have those aha moments and you, you realize stuff like that where you, you go, you know, the power is all mine. I can be happy or unhappy. It's by choice. You know, most of the time we make that choice unconsciously. We don't pay any attention. But everything, and this is a big lesson that I got from Wayne Dyer, maybe the biggest. When stuff happens to us, it's not the event that has the effect on us. It's how we process it. It's how we think about it. Because whatever thing that happens, we get to decide, well, you know, am I going to be miserable because of this and just look at the downside? Or am I going to be willing to, to look for maybe there's a lesson here? Maybe it's not as bad as I think it is in the moment. You know, there's there's options, but we, we don't tend to, to step back in the moment and get get a, um, objective about it, which is really the trick. Oh, definitely. You're in Southern California, so I know your traffic can be considerably different from mine in the middle of cornfields in Ohio. <laughs> but isn't it amazing yeah. how you can be in a traffic jam and you can see those people that are just pissed off oh, yeah. and flipping people off and just having a horrible day because they have to sit there. And I just sit there. If I have the radio on, I'm you know, singing along, dancing to the music, or I put on a podcast, or I sing with my kids. I mean, because yes, once in a while, I do have to go to a quote city, nothing like Southern California cities, but it's even around here, you know, you you run into, not physically run into somebody, but you find somebody in there. (laughs) It wouldn't be beyond me. Okay, I drive a man van. It wouldn't be hard for me to hit somebody. I just haven't done it yet, knock on wood. I hope it's not today. That's all I got to say. (laughs) But even just somebody who needs to get out of the aisle that much faster. I have surprised the heck out of them by giving them the the I love you sign language. And they just look at me like totally confused and their jaw drops. Yeah. And once in a while, I'll get a middle finger back and I just laugh like, okay. Thank you. Thank you. I'm number one. Yep. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's I look at people who are doing the whole weaving, trying to weave in and out. They're jumping lanes back and forth and in heavy traffic, you know, in the morning going to work or something. And it's, and it's like, really, are you that desperate to get to work or, you know, because you're not getting there more than, you know, eight seconds ahead of me. I, I don't get it. But people are, are cranked up and, and, you know, just you can see some of them gripping. The, it, you can certain people, I see them driving and just like this person is they're in a frantic mode. It's just they're. Uh, they're all over the place. You just feel it. So, yeah. I love it when they hit the stoplight, the same stoplight, and I pull up next mm. to them. Yep. Your grumpiness isn't going to get you anywhere faster, people. Neither is no. your bad attitude towards yourself or others. Yeah. If you're in traffic and you decide, consciously decide, well, you know what? I, I can't do anything about the traffic, but I can just try to enjoy myself while I'm doing this, you know, it gives me a little little more opportunity sometimes to look around and see the things I'm passing every day without being able to see them. But it flows better. 
you know, there's a whole woo-woo side of why that happens, but you get there just as quickly. You'll, you know, I don't know why we're off on a traffic tangent, but I have PTSD and it's not from combat. It's perpetual tangent story disorder. I'll shoot off down an alleyway that will be <laughs> in an instant. Show notes, you know. people. I'm sorry. That's the, here's your PTSD, perpetual tangent story. What was it? Disorder. Oh, I love that. Uh, you can pick that up and tweet it at the Kim Sutton.com <laughs> forward slash PP162. I can hear a whole lot of people going over right now if they're at their desk and not in traffic. Okay, back to you, Tim. All right. I don't know where I was going with that necessarily. Traffic. Just going with the whole traffic uh, subject. But So I think it's really interesting, actually, and I'm going to go on a parallel and then come back to you. I okay. lost a job that I actually detested. And I had been saying, and this was before I found the law of attraction, but I had been saying for days, maybe this is the day I'll get fired. Maybe this mm-hmm. is the day I'll get fired. <laughs> and then it happened. Mm-hmm. And I actually had my one and only experience with hyperventilating on my way home. But I realized after the fact that it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Actually, because of getting fired, I met the chiropractor at the networking group and I met my mm-hmm. husband and life goes on and tons more kids and this business and now talking to you. I mean, everything for a reason. But after you realized that you had not gone through the depression and anxiety that goes from losing a job, can you share with listeners how that has transformed into what you do today even further? There was another event that happened that all that contributed. The comment you made about the law of attraction thing and, and asking to lose your job, that is what happened to me also. I got into that job and at New York Life and I realized that a couple of years in and I enjoyed the job and, and I loved the people I was I was doing the work for, but I realized that I wasn't really after two or three years, I wasn't really going to be learning much. I wasn't gonna grow in terms of my skill set and and, the, and around that career. So I started thinking about, well, maybe I should think about, you know, starting something on the side or maybe looking for another job or something. But but it was a good job. And so I wasn't all that motivated to do it, but that was in my head. And I would think about, I should, you know, this won't last forever. I should probably do something. I should start another, I should start a, a consulting business, something. And I never did. And then the universe finally gave me what I was asking for. Just wasn't on my terms. Right? Just dropped it on me. Psst, okay, you're done. You've been asking for you know ten years. Here you go. Uh, and that's how it works when you're not conscious about it. So the other thing that happened to me was while I wasn't working, and prior to this, I had no intentions of. of doing public speaking or, or anything along that line. But for some reason, I, I got it under my skin that I wanted to, to start being a speaker and, and presenting this stuff to people. And I got an opportunity to go to a school for at-risk kids and do a couple of presentations there for two different groups. And I, you know, and I can't tell you what I went up there to, to talk to them about. It was like 100 miles from here. And, and so it was this long drive. And the whole way up there, I'm going through it in my head and it's changing as I'm driving and I get there and with the first group, somewhere along the line, we got in onto the topic of the book, Think and Grow Rich. And the idea that it's, you know, it's on every successful business person's must read list, but it's not a business book. There's nothing about business in there. It's all about mindset and, and 
vibration and things. And, and primarily it's about mindset in the version we can find today. And I was presenting this stuff to them and, and you could see a few of the faces that were, there were one kid in the front row. I still remember him. He was looking and you just, you see his eyes get wide and the smile on his face, you know, and, and after the whole thing, there were kids and there were parents mixed into the thing too. And, and I had a couple of different people come up to me and want to know more. And so I left that experience going, I, I want to do more of that. Because it was so cool to see, you know, you see that these were ideas that they just had never been presented to them before. And I don't know if I changed anybody's life, but the possibility is there. It's up to them to do the, the work, right? It's up to them to to investigate further. But that was really exciting. So that helped motivate me to want to do what I'm working towards today and, and, and present this to more people and, and give people, you know, this is not new information. And even if I was presenting it in the same way that somebody else presented it a week ago, maybe today it, it works for you. And I think that I present it in a, a slightly different manner than the typical uh, languaging that goes around the law of attraction conversation. But I don't know that that's kind of where how I came to be here today. I, I 10 years ago, certainly I never would have predicted that I'd be standing on stages and talking to anybody. Yeah. Oh, well, 10 years life, ago, I never thought I'd be behind a microphone talking to people either. Yeah. So life, life brings you all kinds of interesting things. And, and, you know, there's so much to this whole topic. It's, there's opportunity. This is one of the things I, I try to, to get across to people is that there are opportunities all around you right now. We're, we're not trained. We're not taught to look for them, but they're everywhere. And when you, it's like I said earlier, you lift your eyes up off of that problem and just take a breath for a minute and things appear or seem to appear. They're already there, really, I think. But, you know, so all of a sudden you can see the answer to your problem or somebody shows up and they've got something that can fix what you're trying to fix. It's But if, if you're so focused on what's wrong, somebody comes up and taps you on the shoulder. Hey, I've got the answer. You're just like, get away. I'm busy. Right. You're waving them off. That stuff will go away. You know, and and uh, you just have to learn to take a step back, slow down a minute, and and allow for things to come in. You know, we can put it in in woo woo terms if you want, but it's really it's that simple. It's you just have to relax and allow for some space for something new to come in. I don't know if I can say it any simpler. Yeah, n- no, a lot of people that I've talked to do think it's so woo woo, but I do. And listeners, if you've been listening, you know that I've brought up, not in this episode, but in previous episodes, how I've been reading a lot of Joel Osteen. And he has a book, The Power of I Am, and another, Think Better, Live Better. What I'm trying to say is, if you're Christian, if you're Jewish, no matter what your spiritual background, if you're atheist or anything, you still have the power to think a better life into existence. Tim, I haven't shared this with you, but uh, I know it's on my website. I don't even know if I've shared it on an episode yet. When I knew that my first marriage was coming to an end, and by knowing, I mean, I already had the apartment. Unfortunately for him, he didn't know yet, but I knew I had to get out if I was going to truly make a better life for myself and my boys. I watched the bucket list. I'd never seen it before, and I didn't have a bucket list. But I took the bucket list and actually made a soulmate spec sheet. It was like 65 different qualities that if I were to ever date a man again, he had to have these qualities. Within two weeks, okay, listeners, yes, you can do the math. (laughs) I had not left yet, okay. I was looking for furniture for my apartment. I already had the signed papers. And I saw on Craigslist, because that's where I was, a little section called Men Looking for Women. And I went on there. 
and I was only going in there to laugh at the jerks who were looking for women. I found my husband in the men looking for women section on Craigslist on that day, two weeks after I wrote my spec sheet. Mm-hmm. And he, he has 59 out of the 62 or 64. That's not bad, huh? No, the other things actually, now that I, I still have the list in my underwear drawer, not <laughs> not because I want it for anybody else, but so that our grandkids can laugh at it someday. Those other five items that he didn't have would make him actually obnoxious. I don't even know why mm. I wanted them. Like, I'm not saying that anybody who does, does that loud sports whistle is obnoxious, but I thought I wanted a guy who could do that. Yeah. And that made it onto my list. <laughs> All right. So that's the type of stuff that I'm talking about that he didn't have. I just need to share one little other part. It was always his dream since he was a child to be a video game developer. However, he came out of a blue collar family as well. His dad is still working in the same steel or smelting factory. I don't know exactly mm-hmm. what he does, quite honestly. It's like a different language to me, but he's been working there for the last 40 years. Mm-hmm. So that's what my husband had gotten used to. That's what he thought he was going to be doing forever. And after we started dating and after we got married, he kept on losing his job. And I said, you know, maybe God is telling you that it's time for you to pursue your dream. And the light just came on. And he's a military veteran. And he actually, he called the VA. And within two weeks, he was registered to get his college degree. And he did within three years. Everything for a reason. It's just perspective. A couple of things. One is that in that environment, we're not taught to look for other opportunities. And we're not presented with the idea that you can think about doing something else. You're just sort of raised to go to work. I mean, Monday through Friday, you're, you're on, you know, nose to the grindstone and weekends you party and Monday you go back and start paying for the weekend. And it's just a cycle and you just never look up from that and say, well, you know, what else is there in life? And it, it takes something a lot of the time, it just takes some new person to come into your life or some event to happen that makes you look at something else and to trigger it. And then that's, that's that door cracking open that I was talking about is it's, you go, oh, what well, you know, what else is there out there? You know, we just don't aren't taught to look around. But one of the things that, that jumped into my head that I where I was trying to interrupt you was it's how things work is when, you know, I think most people probably just sort of bump through life and we, we deal with things that arise and, and we have sort of daydreams about stuff sometimes, but never put any particular effort into sort of sending out a, a message to the universe. Hey, I, this is what I really want. Right. We just sort of bump through life. But when you get clear and and you consciously say, I want this, when you make a list of 62 items and write it down, this is I'm, this is what I'm looking for, then the universe knows with clarity what you want. And it tries to give it to you. But the you know the the flip side of that is when we're focused on all the negative crap, the universe gives you that too. It's whatever you focus on. Tim, I'm thinking about our pre-chat chat. I was telling you the story about my kittens that are running around the mm. office. Yes, listeners, I've got five kittens. You know about the kittens already. However, I don't think I shared with you, the listeners, how those kittens happened. My husband and I had one of our very few fights in the seven years that we've been together. We've had four fights total. And he asked me that night, I told him earlier, it was all my husband's fault. So he asked me what he could do to make it up to me. And I completely joked. I said, I want three kittens. And that night he accidentally let my cat fame out of the house. Two months later, five kittens. So I basically manifested those cats. Absolutely. (laughs) Next time I keep my mouth shut. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. It, it's it's amazing when you start to test it. It's amazing how easy it is to prove it to yourself. And there's a great book. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Um, her name is Pam Grout, the author, uh, E Squared. I don't know that. It's, it's oh, man. Notes and onto my, into it's my fabulous. Shopping cart. She, it's a real easy read. I, I was five pages in going, I love this woman because she's funny. She's It's plain language. It's law of attraction stuff, but it's it, the focus of the thing is at the, the back of the book. She's got, I think, nine exercises that you can do in any order that you can test the whole concept. And you can believe whatever you like to believe. Just just put these things to the test and see if something doesn't happen for you. And it's almost impossible for these things not to work. It's fabulous. What's an example that you can share with us on how it worked for you? Besides losing your job. Yeah. So you and I met at uh, this new media summit event about a month ago now. And it was uh, put out there. I, I got an email from the from Ken Olsher, who's the, the host of the thing, um, just because I'm on his list. And he said he had uh, a few spots left and tell me why you should be allowed in. And here's here's the points I want to see you cover. So I sent an email back because I never hadn't heard anything about it. And I went and checked it out. And I was like, this could be really good. And I sent him an email and I got a message back a little while later. said, you know, I don't I'm not sure this is for you. You may not be at that point. And I thought about that. And my first inclination was, you know, OK, well, he, he said no. Next. And then I thought I was like, wait a minute. Let me, and I went back and, and there's a who's this for section. And I read that. And if there were five bullet points, I hit three of them at least. And so I, I kind of it kind of pissed me off. And I went back and wrote him a longer email and uh Said this and this and here's and I'm not one to normally to, to bang my drum all that loudly, but you know this and that and so other and and I won't give you the the full language that I used, but I got an email right back five minutes later said I'd love to have you. So when when that email came, then I said, oh crap, all right, <laughs> it's letting me in, and now I need to make this count. And so I made a decision and said, you know, I'm going to participate in a way that I have not participated at previous events like this. I'm going to be more fully there and, and more a part of it because I'm, I'm an introvert. I'm happy to stand around and watch other people and just observe and, and soak it up from the outside. You what I needed, yeah, needed to be more a piece of it. And I can't, you know, long story short, I came out of that having made an amazing bunch of connections with amazing people like you and, and other people who are have the same sorts of goals that I have, and there's some collaborations that are going to come out of this, and amazing things have happened. I'm using that amazing word a lot, but in in like three weeks' time, lots of things have happened, and then once that momentum starts, I'm I'm excited about where things are going now. It's, it's just really cool how it works. It's you just have to start it. Tim, one of our other new media summit connections, Alana Pratt, and I. Her episode actually went live. Just last week, listeners, you can hear it at thekimsutton.com forward slash PP154. We coined on her episode the word cramazing, <laughs> crazy amazing, yep. because that is truly how everything that has happened as a result of that event and the connections. I walked in with the same thought. I need to go there and make kick the introvert out for four days, which is yeah. extremely exhausting. But I knew I had to yep. do it. And Wow. This is not the Steve Olsher show, folks. You can go to Reinvention Radio to listen to him. <laughs> but it was an amazing event. Everyone that I have spoken to or, or emailed back and forth, whatever, everybody has said the same thing. This was different. And 
I had, you know, I'll be honest with you, I had kind of an emotional breakdown or something as we were going through. And, and for the listeners who, who probably don't know about this, it was an opportunity for people to, to talk face to face for about a minute and a half to two minutes each to, to 40 different podcasters and pitch them on why you should be on their show. So I was talking to, to one of the guys and just saying, you know, I, this stuff worked for me and it, and these people where I grew up, they need this stuff. And for whatever reason, I, I choked up and he jumped up and gave me this big hug. I was like, you're not helping me. <laughs> you know that, but there was no time. And so we're in the middle of that and they're ringing the bell, move to the next person. And, and, uh, that was crazy. making. Uh, yeah, it was crazy making. And she, the girl that had, she's like, you crying. I was like, oh, I don't know. She jumps up and gives me, an, and it's like, you're not helping me either. <laughs> But I, you know, I came away just drained, but excited, and and you know, I walked away just going, you know, if I get on one show, it's a win. I don't care. It's not about me. It's I just want to try to get this out and help some people to to see things a little differently and help themselves. And uh, but things are are gaining momentum. So I'm happy I went. I'm happy I, I decided to to play a little more full out. And and I'm glad you and I met. That's you know, this wouldn't be, wouldn't have happened if I hadn't gone. So Absolutely. it was terrific. I can't even imagine what I would be doing for the next two months. <laughs> <laughs> Had it not yeah. been for New Media Summit, it's been absolutely phenomenal. And I, I just, Steve, you owe me a sponsorship uh, fee for this episode. But <laughs> listeners, go to newmediasummit.net and purchase your tickets as soon as you can for the next event. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It truly has the capacity to, I want to say it, to change your life, but it'll give you the opportunity to change your life. Because we do it, but lots and lots of events. They they hype a lot of a lot of things, and you know all these people that are going to be there, these big names and stuff. But you rarely get to talk to anybody, and let alone you know spend any with somebody. So this was. I'll stop there. Yeah, there was no green room for the podcasters. Yeah, we were. We were out there the whole time. Tim, this has been an incredible conversation, and I'm sure the listeners think so as well. Where can they connect with you online, get to know more about what you do, and possibly work with you in the future? Thanks, Kim. Uh, yeah, you can reach me at timcstar.com, and star is spelled with one R, timcstar.com. If you go timcstar.com slash anxiety, you can get a free uh, PDF file that has steps, a four-step process to deal with anxiety. can be really, really helpful no matter what you're dealing with. And the other option, if you think potentially you might want to work with me, the process to start that would be set up a free, be a 30-minute discovery call and find out what's keeping you up at night. And, and uh, I should be able to give you a tip or two that will help you deal with things in the moment. And you can start that process at mindsetmissionary.com. Just go there and schedule a call. So um, I think that's that's good. Kim, I appreciate, appreciate you uh, letting me come on. Oh, it's been incredible. Listeners, again, all the links in the resources, the books, everything that we've talked about, you'll be able to find in the show notes at thekimsutton.com forward slash PP162. Tim, do you have any last words of parting advice that you can share with the listeners before we go? Yeah, I think the message that I would want to share with people is that there is no one way to accomplish any of these things that people talk about in terms of uh, whether it's spiritual enlightenment or just self-improvement, you know, personal growth stuff. There is no one way to do things. The trick is to find what works for you. Find the person that speaks in your language and, and you really can identify with and, you know, test it out. You, you know, if you don't find it right away, just keep looking. There is somebody or some process out there that will work for you. 